G'day gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Manifesto, Mental Health for Men. A podcast for men who want to improve and maintain the quality of the most valuable assets they possess, their mind and mental health. I'm your host Simon Block, licensed clinical psychotherapist and private practice here in Austin, Texas. Now in this week's episode, we're examining the all too familiar experience of conflict avoidance and why so many guys avoid conflict like the plague. We'll examine what it means to be conflict avoidant why men struggle with conflict resolution, as well as some of the negative and positive consequences of engaging in conflict. And, as always, we examine some of the practical tactics to help you gentlemen develop a more adaptive relationship with the experience of discord. Before we dive into this fascinating subject, uh, I welcome you to take a moment to subscribe to this podcast channel on either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts from. Gentlemen, let's get into the nitty-gritty of skirmishes, quarrels, brouhaha's, however you like to refer to the experience of conflict. Imagine, if you will, a life where conflict doesn't exist. Your spouse always wants to eat what you want for dinner, your kids go to bed without arguing, and your office mates agree that your ideas are the best, so they're going to roll with those. You're impressed by how impeccably the country is run by smart, caring politicians working in harmony, and drivers on the road are really courteous and just seem to make their way for you. Now, if this scenario were real, your life would certainly be a lot more convenient, maybe a little boring, but in real life, conflict is inevitable. Every one of us has our own unique preferences, values, and opinions. And when we find ourselves in a situation that doesn't align with what we like or what we want, we experience conflict. When a conflict feels like a high-stakes situation, the more time, energy, and emotional tools you must use to navigate it. At best, conflict is simply an annoying disruption to the flow of your day. And at its worst, it can send you into a heightened emotional state that either has you searching for an exit sign or preparing for battle. Now, not all conflicts lead to an argument. Individuals who are conflict avoidant might choose to take a more passive approach. And although they feel the conflict internally, they may choose not to face the conflict head on. What does it mean to be conflict avoidant? Well, being conflict avoidant, which is also considered conflict prevention, is a method of dealing with conflict where you choose not to engage directly with the problem. While you may feel internally conflicted about the choices made by larger entities involving politics, religion, or the justice system, you are most frequently faced with conflicts that arise in your personal relationships at home and work. If you're conflict avoidant, you may choose to change the subject, talk about the problem later, shove your feelings under the rug to avoid dealings with the problem at all, or saying that you're okay with something while harboring negative feelings about it. Now, there's a whole range of reasons why we are conflict avoidant. Now, for example, if you frequently choose appeasing behaviors to smooth things over to keep the peace. Perhaps you grew up in a home that was rife with conflict, and you kind of had to go with the flow in order to feel safe. Maybe you want to be thought of as the Mr. Nice Guy. Somewhere you got the message that nice guys don't argue. You desperately want to be liked, so you avoid looking like a jerk at all costs. Alternatively, you may lack self-worth or have a low sense of self-esteem, believing your opinions don't count, so it's not worth speaking up for yourself. 
Other individuals feel that resistance feels futile. The problem seems to be too big or uh, immovable. So you don't believe the outcome will change if you express your feelings or opinions. Other gentlemen don't want to engage in conflict because they want to protect themselves from physical harm because it's often safer just to walk away than engage. Now, sometimes avoiding conflict is the right choice in the moment. If it didn't yield positive outcomes some of the time, you wouldn't do it. But knowing when to avoid conflict and when to engage with it can be really tricky. And there are situations where you really do need to walk away from a conflict to collect your thoughts or calm your emotions before you speak or re-engage. Obviously, avoiding physical fights is also a positive practice of conflict avoidant behavior. However, we're not really here to examine how to avoid conflict. We're here to discuss healthy ways to deal with conflict when it arises. So why is conflict so tough for guys? Well, in an earlier article, uh, I wrote about how difficult it can be for some men to assert and speak up for themselves in a clear, calm and empowered way. The tendency is to either avoid conflict by being either passive or passive aggressive or to overshoot the target by becoming aggressive. The goal is to be able to assess the conflict you're experiencing and then feel empowered to choose the appropriate way to express your feelings and opinions. So why do so many fi men find conflict resolution so challenging? Well, sadly, men have never been taught really how to engage in conflict that well. Resolving conflict involves men being in touch with their thoughts and their feelings and then expressing them in a way that allows room for others to share their thoughts or opinions. Often our culture shames boys for expressing their emotions and champions the masculine approach of dealing with conflict, which is to win at all costs. Really is navigating their way through a thoughtfully constructed win-win solution modeled for them. The other is, well, men tend to exhibit fight or flight behaviors. Now, compared with women who are statistically more adept at engaging in conflict conversations than men, men tend to either shut down their emotions or aggressively engage in battle. The other is that working through a conflict takes a certain amount of time and emotional labor that some men don't really favor. Often wanting an immediate black and white solution, men feel anxious about the process of collaborating and problem solving when there may be multiple solutions to consider. Now, anxiety can also play a significant role in how men handle conflict. Men who struggle with anxiety experience physiological changes like a significant rise in cortisol when faced with conflict. Now, the same reaction only occurs in women who have highly avoidant personalities. What are the negative outcomes from avoiding conflict? Well, the harshest truth about conflict is that ignoring it or avoiding it doesn't make it go away. Brushing your problems under the rug is only a temporary solution as they have a sneaky way of re-emerging at the most inconvenient times. So avoiding conflict can damage your closest relationships and create a lack of true intimacy. If you're not honest about your feelings, you feel isolated and often resentment towards your partner or your friends. Now, this lack of congruency between how you really feel and how you act can drive a wedge between you and your loved ones. Another misconception about being the nice dude 
is that you may believe that your appeasing behaviors will make others like you, but that can quickly backfire. If you aren't willing to speak your mind, leaving others to constantly guess where you stand can make you appear weak and untrustworthy. Lastly, conflict avoidance behavior can create life or death situations. I know it sounds strange, but studies show that unexpressed emotions, especially for guys, eh, when you're harboring negative feelings or resentment can lead to physical illness or even early death. So what are some of the benefits of engaging in conflict? Well, knowing that you must address conflict in a healthy way or face the unpleasant consequences, well, that may feel like taking medicine that tastes bad. But I assure you, the benefits of learning healthy conflict resolution skills are worth the time and emotional labor you invest. Consider for a moment that the very existence of conflict presents numerous benefits to your life. Here's how. Conflict creates rubber meets the roads moments in your life. It creates the right amount of friction for you to move forward and it inspires change. Next, conflict makes you a better negotiator. When you learn how to work towards win-win solutions, the entire ecosystem of your life becomes fluid, positive, and productive. Conflict makes you realize what you do really want, because sometimes we don't know what we've got until it's gone. The other is conflict is the mother of invention and innovation. Only through many brilliant minds working together to create new solutions do we grow as a society. Conflict bridges disconnection. Ironically, it's avoidance of conflict that creates and maintains a wedge between people. Conflict, when managed in healthy ways, teaches us how to reconcile and repair meaningful relationships. And repair and re reconciliation are important relationship skills. Learning how to engage with conflict in an empowered way helps you feel good about yourself. When your insides match your outer actions, well, you feel at knowing your inner thoughts and outer actions are in alignment. It creates deeper relationships and connections with others based on honesty. You can become a stronger leader and more effective when advocating for change and developing a sense of safety and trust in your partner with the knowledge that your relationship isn't under threat or in danger of falling apart. So how do you change your relationship with conflict? Well, every day is filled with conflicts, both large and small. Some days you feel bombarded, while other days you feel like you can navigate the challenges that come your way. Learning to speak your truth without becoming defensive is difficult, especially if the conflict you're experiencing is in direct opposition to a deeply held belief or core value. However, if you're open to listening and trying to view the situation from multiple sides, it's possible to discuss your conflict without devolving into an argument. If you'd like to become a better person at addressing conflict in ways that pay for the way for more positive outcomes, and try practicing these particular exercises. First, identify your beliefs about being wrong. Uh, this is because sometimes we fight to save face. We're so afraid that being wrong will make us appear weak that we refuse to look at things from a new perspective or admit that we're wrong. Next, identify your beliefs about conflict. We all grow up being told different things about conflict. Do you believe that conflict is bad and that should, it should be avoided in order to have a healthy relationship? 
Or does it imply that something's wrong with either you or the person you're fighting with? Take a deeper look at why you might be feeling opposed to a certain person or a situation. What do you believe or what do you feel is being threatened? Where did you learn that value? Do you hold a belief that might be limiting you in some way that it is potentially outdated? What are you afraid of losing if you engage in conflict? Are you afraid that your relationship will end or you'll hurt somebody's feelings or maybe you'll lose your job or you'll lose your, lose your reputation as being Mr. Nice Guy? Now take a few moments to uh, follow these additional tactics that develop a healthier mindset towards conflict. Tactic one, embrace conflict as an opportunity to learn and develop yourself. If you are engaging with your spouse, remember that honest communication ensures your relationship is authentic and improves its chances for success. Consider this as an opportunity to bridge differences or concerns, maybe even to learn about your partner. Essentially, embrace conflict to strengthen the bond you have. Tactic two, adopt a mindset of curiosity. Now, being curious is all about replacing judgment, either of others or oneself. Let go of being right and leave room to discover something new. Adopting a position of curiosity about another person's intentions, perspectives or feelings shows empathy and opens the door for resolution. Tactic three, be assertive in your communication style. This means that rather than slinking away from a confrontation or locking horns right away, you speak your mind calmly and then leave room for others to input their own thoughts and opinions. Now, for more information on how to develop the skill of assertive communication, go to my website under the uh, resources section at simonneblock.com to read The Assertive Man, 11 Actions to Develop the Skill of Assertiveness. Tactic four, reframe confrontation or conflict. Reframing is a tactic that consists of identifying and then changing the way situations, experiences, events, ideas, and or emotions are viewed. Disagreeing with somebody doesn't necessarily mean fighting, Keep in mind that it's not about blaming the other person or proving who's right and or wrong in a given situation. Tactic number five, win by resolving the conflict, not by proving your point. How many arguments have you experienced because, because either you or the other person were trying to prove a point by being right? Trying to persuade or coax somebody into accepting your position, that never works. Consider the actual objective to resolve differences and or find a resolution for the conflict rather than fluffing up one's ego. Ironically, approaching conflict engaging in open communication can lead to somebody taking on your ideas, thoughts or opinions. Tactic six, explore hypotheticals. When you're in the thick of an argument, it can feel like you're simply butting heads. You have two bulls charging at each other trying to get their argument accepted. However, if somebody disagrees with you, don't go charging head in. Asking somebody about possible hypotheticals gets them out of a defense mode and into a creative mode. For example, I heard your concerns about spending time with my family these holidays. If we could spend time with them and still enjoy our vacation, 
what would your vacation look like? That's a good example. Tactic seven, understanding intent. In moments of conflict, we often question whether we can trust the other person because we don't fully grasp their motivation for their preferred action or stance. Many simple conflicts become all-out skirmishes because nobody's on the same page as each other. If you disagree with a proposed idea or action, rather than complaining, start by trying to understand the intention behind the suggestion. If you understand the intention, there is potential that you can collaborate on finding another way to accomplish the same goal. Tactic eight, have a plan. Now, it's not uncommon to feel unheard or misunderstood at the height of conflict. However, we often contribute to miscommunication because we fail to prepare. Knowing what to say in a clear and concise way helps you convey what's important and why. Take a moment to write those key points of what you want to get across. If it's important or challenging, practice or rehearse what you're going to say ahead of time. Tactic nine, collaborate on finding a solution. A conflict is the action of two people coming together to solve a problem. Step one, often is the most important step is to jointly identify the actual problem. Are you both seeing the problem for what it actually is? Then explore a range of potential solutions. What options or considerations come to mind? Here, your chance to collaborate is presented. Third and final step, find a mutual accommodation of an agreed solution. What is a win-win option for both parties? Now, considering every person of the world has a unique perspective with thoughts and emotions derived from their individual experiences, it's truly a small wonder that we really can relate to each other as well as we do. If we learn to take a stand for our preferences while respectfully taking others' preferences into consideration, we'll navigate conflicts with more ease and grace. If you're a guy who struggles with conflict and recognizes that engaging in an argument with the people around you is something, oh, it's a bit like you'd rather gnaw off your own arm, well, then maybe it's time to seek some help. If you've taken the time to listen to this podcast episode, I absolutely applaud you as you're already making the investment into the most valuable assets you own, your mind and mental health. Take a moment to subscribe to this podcast channel on either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts and join our community of men who seek practical ways to grow and evolve as modern men. Again, I'm Simon DeBlock, clinical, psych uh, clinical psychotherapist, and thank you for joining me this week for another episode of Manifesto, Mental Health for Men.